Hi, it's Paul Ward here and welcome to another edition of Farm Talk. I'm very excited today. We are in Somas, California, located in Ventura County. And our guests are Ron and Karen Meyer with Mulberry Lane Farm and the Upside of Downs program. Welcome to the show. Thank, thank you, you, Paul. And of course, we want to thank our sponsors, Opus Escrow and The Money Store. So you have a special program here at Mulberry Lane. Uh, it's called Up on the Farm, and it's part of the Upside with Downs program. And you are working with uh, special needs adults. Adults. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. they're out of school and right. kind of in their adult years. Yes. And you've created a special environment for them to work on a farm. Exactly right. Yes. Yeah. So what do you do here with them? We have several organizations in Ventura County that are like the feeder uh, programs. So they bring their clients here mm -hmm. and we're a venue for them. So they'll come here and they'll do whatever, as I always say, Mother Nature's throwing at us. We, don't, we can't really control what's going on. I mean, there's always something to mm -hmm. do. We can be planting seeds, we can be weeding, we can be harvesting, we can be packing because we go to the farmer's markets, mm -hmm. uh, two of them. One on Thursday, Thousand Oaks, mm -hmm. and then in Camarillo mm -hmm. on Saturday. And so they help weigh things, they help package things, they have a lot of fun. And then there's a lot of laughing. You have differently able volunteers. That's it, yes. Because what we have discovered, everybody's got talents, everybody's got gifts. Mm -hmm. And it's just a matter of figuring out where your gift is and then here you go. And they get, these folks that come here, they get such a feeling of accomplishment and you can just see it on their face. You can see it in the way they hold themselves when they're able to address a task, a farm task mm -hmm. that we've kind of explained a little bit. And if, you know, we have various levels. And so if somebody isn't really at, you know, wanting to do this sort of thing, if it's a fine motor thing and they're not so good, we just, let's, let's pull weeds, let's uh, dig up some stuff, let's pull things from the trees. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so and we've even got some who, um, you know, I'll be up in the tree and I'll be like in the macadamia nut tree and I'll be like throwing the nuts down and they're gathering them up and putting them in the bag and yeah, so. And and you do have crops from all over the world, right? I mean, this we is do. kind of avocado and citrus uh, region, but yes. <laughs> we're sitting here kind of on the edge of a banana tree forest, which is very <laughs> unique for uh, Southern California. You don't think of bananas as being a, a local crop, but you guys have a little bit of everything so you've kind of found a, a use for your diverse crops that you have. Yes. That's right, you know, bananas, papayas, various guavas, uh, you name it, uh, persimmons, pomegranates, uh, just a Asian wide pears. Asian pears, a wide variety of things as you say. Don't forget the Djibouti Kaba. Yeah, the Djibouti Kaba, <laughs> things that I couldn't even pronounce until uh, we moved here and um, so it leads to a lot of interesting discussions at farmers markets where you know you get a lot of what's that and you go into an explanation and 
we've learned too because we brought things to the market and people from India, from all over the world who settled here come mm -hmm. in and it's, oh, oh my gosh, I haven't seen that since I was, you know, a little kid back in India or wherever. Right. So learning goes both ways and we found that to be true here. Mm -hmm. And you guys have two sons that were in school, right? And then they transitioned out of school as adults. Right. And you felt that you needed to keep them busy and occupied and living life to the fullest. That's right. And decided to you know, buy a farm and create a career for them. Well, back before I retired, mm -hmm. uh, we relocated several times. And as a result of that, typically we would be in suburban subdivision type locations. And that was fine uh, to move around. But once the boys aged out of school here in California at age 22, you know, we put our heads together and thought that, well, you know, you can only watch so much TV, you can only play so much basketball. Right. And um, we were looking for a venue and an opportunity whereby there's always plenty to do and wide open spaces, and um, that led us to this place. Mm -hmm. And now you've brought in other volunteers, yes. right? Not just your two boys. How many adults are, are working here, would you say? I'd say on a, uh, during the course of a week, because we have the program running on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Not Thursday, because I'm at the Thousand Oaks Farmer's Market. Mm -hmm. So if you add everybody up, and then they don't... So these, this isn't like you, a, a group comes every single day. It's like just one day a week. Right. But total them all up, it's probably about 20, 25. Wow. Yeah, I would say that's so. That's a, yeah. a good number. And that's yeah. grown over time. Uh -huh. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's great. So 25 people come throughout the course of a week and yeah. work on the farm. Yeah. And yeah. so what would a typical day look like? I mean, you, you mentioned weeding and picking, but I mean, they're all doing kind of different tasks. And of course, right. the whole year, I mean, weeds come up all the time, the year, yeah, especially yeah. with the rain. Oh, uh, this year sure. has just been like <laughs> a lot of weeds. A lot of weeds. But they're harvesting. Right? They're harvesting. And, and what I like to do is when we have a new... Uh, a new participant, you know, it's, let's just take a walk around mm. and then we're eating things. Mm -hmm. Okay, for instance, it's like, an like, orientation. The, like the nasturtium, I'll say, Has anybody ever eaten a flower before? Uh -huh. okay, what are you talking about? And I'll just tear a little piece off and then they taste it and they go, And they're so excited. Like, right. It's peppery. And I said, Taste the leaf. And that's spicy. And mm -hmm. they're like, Oh my gosh. And so they just, they, uh, you know, just different fruits, whatever ones are going. So you have a loquat. What, uh, what's inside? I said, mm -hmm. Well, it might be a seed. You know, just want to, because we're here, just spit it on the ground. It'll be fine. Right. So they get such a kick out of that. And then I will tell them where it's native to. You know, we got a lot of things from China, a lot of things from Australia, a lot of things from. Uh, Brazil, you uh -huh. know, the Rio Grande cherries, mm -hmm. and, you know, that's not the Rio Grande in Texas, it's the Rio Grande in Brazil, and so they're just like, this is from all over the world. That's it's great. very cool. So they're, they're learning by doing. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Not just, not just, you know, learning from a book or a video, but no. actually out getting their hands dirty. And yeah. there are some things that you do day after day, but there really is no typical day here. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll get up and, um, you know, rise early, you know, five o'clock in the morning, you know, typical farming, you know, type of a schedule. And, and our chores, I mean, we yeah. try to get those done before the group right. gets here. And, you know, I mean, 
animals need to be fed. And so they don't want to wait till you know the others get no, there. No, no. So there's a koi pond, and you have to feed the fish, and then we've got the dogs and the chickens, you know, chickens, and you know that all needs to be taken care of first, so that when our guests do arrive, uh, we can devote time to make sure that their experience is uh, a good one. I understand you've gotten into beekeeping as well. That's right. Uh, we have a gentleman who is a beekeeper. He himself and his wife and family relocated uh, to California from Maryland and uh, he has expertise in that area. He contacted us and wanted to know if we were interested and of course we were. So he brought some hives over and um, through the course of time uh, by capturing swarms in various areas uh, we have uh, increased our hive count to around 11 or 12 now. Oh, so, wow. Um, they're just on the brink of producing honey, not quite there yet, but mm -hmm. with all the forage that we've had uh, this year with the rains, um, uh, we expect a good honey flow uh, to come. And I've uh, been working under his tutelage now, uh, learning about beekeeping myself, taking some online courses, and uh, I tell you, it's a fascinating world, the world right. of the bee. Now, do the so. students get involved in that too? We have. Uh, acquired bee suits for everybody. Oh wow! So as and and they have put them on and they just <laughs> they're Ghostbusters. So they start singing the song, you know. Oh, and we've been that. able to get in, uh, to in a limited amount, uh, to get in there. And they just they think it's great. Uh -huh. They think it's just, and then you know samples of honey when we're able to do that. Right, and are these really traditional cool. hives or the kind of the flow hive that's kind of the hobby We've got farm? a combination uh -huh. uh, of both. We've got the uh, Langstroth hives, the traditional type, and then we have uh, two uh, flow hives, mm -hmm. uh, one we just acquired. And the flow hives are interesting because they um, have the see-through windows and uh, it's a good teaching tool, mm -hmm. uh, particularly for our clients who come in. Uh, they're able to observe the activity of the bees and um, uh, how they interact in the hive and going in and out and uh, it's been a good experience. Uh, and you can and just turn when, the tap and just kind of... When we get to that harvest, they yeah. can turn that and then the honey will flow just so you don't have to take all the... The There's a tube that you connect and a key that you turn a, um, uh, a, a little knob inside the hive and that opens up the uh, honey uh, capturing comb, if you will, and that's what uh, causes the honey to flow out. Uh, and it's already processed honey. There's You don't have to go through the uh, exercise of mashing it and uh, you know uh, boiling it down or anything else like that. It just comes out into the jar as pure honey, which is kind of neat. So we're looking forward to that. So your program is up on the farm. Yes. And you're part of a larger uh, organization called Upside of Downs. Correct. Uh, it's a 501c3, yeah. Right, it's a, it's a 501c3 charity, and after our older son with Down syndrome, Stephen, was born, he's 27 now, uh, shortly after that we founded that organization when we still lived in Michigan. And through all the relocations and moves, we've kept it going. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we moved here, we were able to really have the program come to fruition through mm -hmm. the up on the farm portion of mm -hmm. the Upside of Downs. So that's kind of a summary of the evolution of that program. That's great. And I would think that other folks could have reached out and could replicate what you're, what you're doing. It's it's a lot. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's but if a you've lot. got, I mean, nationwide, if you've got a small family farm and there's always a need. That goes to, back to when I was just kind of thinking about 
this could be this could be a really valuable thing for for the special needs community so i did some research and i did it online i actually traveled to some of these places and i would pick like the good things that i could see that i thought would work mm -hmm. for our situation you know so it's kind of like a menu like mm -hmm. okay i think that might work i think this could work i think i just kind of put it together but i didn't see anything that we replicated full on, you right. know, it was like little pieces, little parts. I'm thinking, okay. Taking the best of what you saw. Yeah. And where yeah. it really arises from is a passion. Mm -hmm. uh, it takes a passion in order to do that kind of work. You sure. know, certainly, you know, anybody with a farm could do it, but as everyone knows who's listening to this broadcast, um, farming, there's a lot of work involved in that. And uh, this, you have to carve out time to make sure the experience for the people who come to the farm is um, uh, worthwhile to them. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's where the passion comes in. You've got to have a passion for it. Absolutely. And your, your participants, your students, um, they're all in their like mid twenties and older? Oh gosh, yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you age out of special education, that's across, the, across yeah. the nation at, mm -hmm. at 22. Mm -hmm. So there's no more schooling. There's no more. And that's you it. Know. You're just kind of on it's your like own. It's like a cliff. At 22, yeah, you're just it's done. Like, poof. Right. There are day programs that mm -hmm. are available. <clears throat> but what I found when, you know, Steve aged out was that these programs, oh, they have a wait list mm. for the one that I was, you know, thinking, oh, this, this might be good. Mm. It was two years. Mm -hmm. Two years. Wow. Like, oh, no. So I kind of thought, you know what, I'll be your unofficial job coach. We'll go and volunteer various places. And so we did it at the animal shelter. We went to a, a horse ranch, a therapeutic horse ranch. And I was just, you know, there with him. And, you know, we were working. Mm -hmm. And one of the places we volunteered at was a farm. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, it was Apricot Lane Farm. Right. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's made famous by the movie uh, Biggest Little Farm. That's right, exactly. that's right. right. Mm -hmm. So he and I would go, we went there three days a week, and we would be given, you know, a task, and we would do that, and I just saw so much good going on. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw him really understanding dirt was okay mm -hmm. <laughs> number one you know for 22 years like wash your hands no we're digging in the dirt and it was you know it was a it was a new world for him and then his connection with where food actually came from mm -hmm. they always you know steve and tom always would come to the grocery store with me and you know i'm opening up the freezer door pulling out a bag of peas and it's like oh i guess peas come out of the freezer it's like right now we're learning where they actually come from mm -hmm. and so it's this this light bulb you know it's like wow and they taste so much better when they're fresh yeah, right? they do Absolutely. They yeah. Are, and better for you yeah. they're better for right. you and then and then what went into it and then they were also connecting so well with with the folks mm -hmm. you know at apricot lane farm there was mm -hmm. just it, it just was a really positive experience and then this 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 could be a thing mm -hmm. and i would imagine your boys having been in it since the inception since you created it they kind of act as teachers to the to the new they sometimes do, yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes they're a little, little Tom, especially, is a bit of a boss, bossy. Yeah. Bossy. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. 
may lead, lead some people into mischief a little bit, but uh -huh. uh, no, by and large, it's been good for them too because obviously they're familiar with everything that goes on here and um, they know where everything is. So if you're looking to take somebody or you know direct them to a certain location, they can they can help with that. So, so we have a Cherimoya team. Let's go. And so it's like, oh, you know where the Cherimoya trees are. Right. You know, it's like right behind us is the rose apple. So we've got some of the folks. That's one of their favorite things, you know. And how does that work when, I mean, you know, you don't have peaches all year long. You've got a plethora of one crop, like now, right? Pink guavas right now. Pink guavas. So do you, <laughs> har do you harvest the pink guavas and the loquats and then take those to the farmer's markets? Yeah. And then next week or next month, you'll have just something completely randomly different. Completely randomly different. Uh-huh. And it's so, like TJ Maxx, you know, you walk in, you'll never see the same clothes two times in a row. It'll be uh, always whatever happens to be in season at the time. That's right. what we offer for sale. Now, the layout of the booth, you know, there's two canopies. Mm -hmm. um, that looks the same, but mm -hmm. what's stocked in there is a function of what Mother what, Nature's what, what telling we just us. harvested. Yeah. Right. So the folks that go to farmer's markets will know that Mulberry Lane always has the unique... Yes, Stuff. unique. That's you never know one. what you're going to find when yeah. you come into the booth. They'll come you know? in and say, what do you got this week? I said, well, here you go. Uh -huh. That's a lot. Oh, and do you no. have helpers at the at the uh, farmer's market? Um, it's, it's Occasionally, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's, but I would that's imagine okay. the students help you load up the truck and they have helped with mm -hmm. that but mm -hmm. you know it's it's a very long day so mm -hmm. in Camarillo it's from 8 till noon mm -hmm. and that's that's a long that's a long stretch and in Thousand Oaks it's from noon till 5. Oh wow okay so, so it's a seasonal yeah. situation when uh, we have a lot of things to sell mm -hmm. uh, there's um, a lady who assists in at the uh, Thousand Oaks market yes. mm -hmm. uh, and then same thing on Saturday uh, when we've got a lot of things mm -hmm. uh, coming to the market uh, just so one person would tend to get overwhelmed, and especially if you get a rush of customers, we mm -hmm. get a helper who comes in to assist with that. So are you guys uh, an, an organic farm? Well, we, we farm organically. Mm -hmm. We're not certified organic, but uh, we pull weeds. We don't spray for weeds. Mm -hmm. and, uh, anything that we use on the trees, are, it's all organically uh, certified. And then you um, wrap that tape with the sticky side out, so the ants climb up and they stick on there and it's like, okay. Ant barriers, <laughs> it's, it's all organically done. We don't uh, spray any, it's unwashed, unwaxed, um, uh, no pesticides um, and organic fertilizers when necessary. So, Have you uh, found, uh, been surprised by any crop that's doing, you know, incredibly well at the farm and maybe others that you've tried that have, have not done so well? Well, interestingly, not every tree bears fruit every year. And we're still making discoveries uh, in terms of what's here. Uh, we'll be working in a certain area of the farm and look up, and it's like, well, I never remembered that that was an apple tree, uh -huh. or you know, I, it, I didn't know what it was. And now there's, uh, it's loaded with apples, mm -hmm. and you pick one, and they're good, mm -hmm. really good. So, um, well, like our. Uh, Lacuma over here. It's just that tree is. Well, nobody does. <laughs> it's, it's a Peruvian, you know. So, so we got a Lacuma here. Got another one down this way, and then over there. And at did the you edge know what? Did you even know what that no. was when you Are bought you the property? No. 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 no, no. It's been so many, so much discovery. Uh -huh. So much discovery. <laughs> and not only fruit 
in vegetables, but also a lot of flower and fauna here. As a matter mm. of fact, another thing that we do when um, the fruit is kind of at a lull is um, uh, our volunteers work on gathering uh, some of the flowers and um, other live plants, and we make bouquets and take those to the market oh, and sell wow. those. So we're just continuing to banana, evolve. the banana yeah. pots. Right. Uh, every one of those bananas behind you, it only produces one bunch of bananas. And then it'll, it'll make a pup, a small plant, and that'll grow up then and take the place. Well, you have to cut out the banana stem that just produced. Mm. Uh, so we'll cut that down, cut it into um, six-inch sections, hollow it out, and make an organic planter out of that. Put potting soil in and uh, succulents and things uh -huh. that people that can just... basically take and put it in the ground and it's ready to go. And because so, it's succulents, it's set it and forget it. Sure, it's like exactly. It thrives on neglect, it's like, yes. <laughs> so ideas keep on coming to us by either ourselves or people that uh, come up and volunteer saying, have you ever thought about doing this? And uh, mm -hmm. we'll try it and if it works, we you know expand it. And if it doesn't, we move on to something else. Sure, and did I read that you're selling seeds on Etsy? Yeah, um, uh -huh. that, that we've been doing since 2020, since we first got here. And, uh -huh. and the idea behind that is let's gather seeds that are accessible for our, you know, our folks that, that come up here. So some of them have kind of a difficult time, you know, with the really tiny stuff. So uh -huh. we're finding, you know, some seeds that are accessible for them. And we package, you know, they open them up and we package them. And we do all the things that, and then they sign a, a nice little, we always have a letter that goes along, as, that goes in the package so the people know that nice. this, this, was, this was done for you by this very special group of people. That's and they've And so, you know, on Etsy, you probably know this, you know, you get reviewed and you get stars. Mm -hmm. We've only gotten five-star reviews. There you go. A whole bunch of them. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and your nasturtium and sunflower and... Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we need to, I need to expand the offerings, but mm -hmm. it's, it's, there's a lot that's involved with the seed, and there's a lot involved with, with all the different... Administration, Facets, yeah, yeah. sure, like, right. <laughs> and you get that you get that order, and you weren't expecting it. Now you got to fill it, right? Right, that can come from anywhere. We've gotten orders from both within and outside the United States. Um, yeah, so how they, they hear about us, we we not sure, but uh, they do. And, right, and we we ship so. Yeah, it's been well, hopefully they hear more about you after so, this yeah, podcast, absolutely. right? You might get some more seed orders. <laughs> that would be great. And how how do folks uh, find out more about the up up with downs program? Yeah, we've got, um, we're on social media, mm -hmm. so on Instagram, it's uh, mulberrylanefarm.somas, and then um, uh, we've got a website, it's uh, www.upsideofdowns.org, mm -hmm. and um, more information about the program and what we do there. So we're at Mulberry Lane Farm in Somas, California, and most people don't know where that is, so just to kind of... <laughs> Uh, give our bearings here. We're located about halfway between Los Angeles to the south and Santa Barbara to the to the north. Mm -hmm. And uh, you probably do your grocery shopping, I would say, in, uh, Camarillo. in Camarillo. Camarillo. Right. Mm -hmm. okay. Just about mm -hmm. 10 minutes away. Right. And it's a little, Somos is a little garden spot, I would say, a protected green belt. 
And we're um, up in the mountains. You can't see us from, from the, the road. road. Right. Yeah, but not high up in the mountains. You're kind of... No. Well, to, to us, to, being from the Midwest. Yeah. There you go. I'm like, uh, <laughs> all relative, where right? are the guardrails on this little road here? And about seven <laughs> miles due north of Camarillo. Gotcha. What was special about this particular property that, that you know, made you think that it was going to work for your, for your program? Well, the location was great. Mm -hmm. uh, was, again, a little bit off the beaten path. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't too big, but it was big enough mm -hmm. uh, at uh, just under six acres. And just the variety mm -hmm. and the care and planning that the founding member uh, who uh, established the farm initially took in just there's nothing haphazard here. Everything was uh, done through Very extensive research mm -hmm. uh, and planned out. And that's really apparent when you walk around. Uh, you left nothing to chance. Uh, the companion was, plantings, the flowers that, you know, the nasturtium around the apple trees, there for a reason, you know, yeah. when you come to find out. And just all the different varieties that were placed in spots where he knew mm -hmm. that it was going to thrive, you know, coming from like Israel, the apple trees, you know, and then we've got the cactus garden down there that's super dry, but it's Peruvian apple cactus mm -hmm. and so fruits. And it would take a special person like yourself to, you know, want something that was so diverse, right? You're not just growing one crop, kind of set it and forget well, it. For, for my part. <laughs> yeah, and we, we felt we owned it. We owed it to the uh, founder to be good stewards of the good work that he did. Mm -hmm. uh, so we just wanted to carry it on and um, try to improve upon it where we could and uh, just make sure that uh, it lives on, you know, right. uh, in, in, in recognition of the hard work and great work that he did here. Mm -hmm. And I think... Uh, you mentioned that he even passed away the night that you had your first first supper here. That, That's correct. So he was yeah. he was content. Mm -hmm. he, he was, was. and uh, you know his widow, who we still. Um, uh, she comes to farmers market sometimes, oh, and she'll say. Right. We're still in communication, like, and yeah. she referred to Steve and Tom as, um, or he, he as did, his, as yeah. his boys. Yeah, uh, he didn't have so, never met them or anything like that. So, so he was quite ill when we were going through the negotiations, and um, uh, we, were, uh, we were working with her. And, uh, but she relayed everything to him, and you're right, he was quite content uh, with us carrying on his legacy. So and we're happy to do that. Yeah, when she comes to the farmer's market, she'll, she has said, Jerry would have loved this. That's wonderful. Gosh. Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> it's just really, mm -hmm. is a beautiful thing. But um, going back to, you know, what really caught my eye, I mean, beyond just the beauty of the place, was behind the house here, we have 12 raised garden beds mm. with those cages, you right. know, that, and then it's like a cement kind of surround that I envisioned after, you know, working with Steve at Apricot Lane Farm and, you know, how, how it was a little difficult, you know, to kneel down and everything. Sure. So this would, I just envisioned special needs folks maybe have some physical sort of concerns. They could sit mm -hmm. on the cement. They can plant the seeds in the dirt. They can water. They can weed. They can eat the produce that comes up. And I was right. like, this sounds like this would be a really really awesome place. Yeah, it's very well thought yeah. out. Mm -hmm. That's a smart, smart idea and a good use of the, you know, of the grounds. Oh, Absolutely. It was, yeah. Right. It was a lot, a lot of good stuff here. Ron and Karen Meyer with Mulberry Lane Farm and Upside of Downs. 
Uh, thank you so much for being our guest on uh, Farm Talk. Our pleasure. Thank, thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you so much. And of course, we want to thank our sponsors, Opus Escrow and The Money Store. And be sure to tune in next time for another edition of Farm Talk. 